Hello and welcome to Directives Agri-Food Podcast. I'm Julia Dam. I'm Natasha Fett. And I'm Gerardo Fortuna. And here's your weekly update on all things agriculture and food in the EU from Directives Agri-Food News Team. This week, an exclusive interview with the Agriculture Commissioner and the Fertilizers Communication. This week, we start with a bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you already heard from uh, Natasha's voice in the intro. We have an exclusive interview with a super guest. It's actually the second time that is uh, in our podcast. That's true. It's true. He must be a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he is. I was talking about the Agriculture Commissioner, um, Janusz Wojciechowski. Uh, who was in uh, in the parliament uh, uh, for a hearing uh, on mm. it was actually a special hearing it was yeah it was actually it was a very special hearing about 60 years of the common agricultural policy it was kind of looking at the the past and the present and also the future um, and it had all kinds of voices old and, and new um, a lot of really interesting perspectives were shared about kind of, you know, looking forward basically and how we can go about the next cap reform. And those are all the different themes that I spoke to uh, with the commissioner on the sidelines of the hearing. So let's hear what he has to say. What is your vision for the future of the cap reform? Well, I, I, I said today that we need a stronger uh, common agricultural policy, stronger, which, uh, which means that we need also the stronger budget, more money in, in, in the common agricultural policy budget. Uh, now we have uh, the, um, more challenges than in the past for the for the agriculture. The last years there is per, almost permanent uh, uh, crisis in in not generally that the risk for the food security, uh, the COVID, um, which uh, affected uh, very very high our economy, including the the, the the agriculture, and now the Russian aggression against Ukraine. This is uh, the, the reason of the, 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 the serious risk for the, for the food security. Thanks to our farmer that now we have uh, um, food security ensured everywhere in the European Union, but we uh, have to see for what will happen in the future. And um, 0.4% of the European Union GDP, this is the common agricultural policy budget, 0.4% percent of the GDP. We spent uh, for, uh, for uh, military security more than 2% of the budget. This is the minimum for the NATO members. That uh, energy security is very costly, but uh, for the agriculture, for the, for the food security, we spent only 0.4%. This is in the long perspective, uh, it will be impossible to ensure food security with such small budget. And uh, my, uh, my vision is that next common agricultural policy should be uh, stronger, the budget should, should be bigger. And uh, we, have, uh, we need to have more instrument for the crisis management. What is the problem? Then in crisis situation, we have not enough instruments in the common agricultural policy. Crisis reserve, we, which was activated last year, and we uh, probably we will be activated uh, also in the next year. Uh, but this is only 500 million euro, which is about the three euro per hectare of the of the farmland in European Union. 
and this is our our challenge stronger common agricultural policy in the uh, for the for the future period after 2027 because we increasingly do see the expanding role of the cap we're now talking about the cap plans for the fertilizer crisis but also the pesticides is this a concern for you that this budget is is being stretched at the moment you know the fertilizer uh, industry this is the also the part of the um, of the uh, food system in in european union but uh, no the common agricultural policy budget should be first of all budget for the farmers mm-hmm. that um, uh, from the i'm generally against to spend money for uh, from cap for other targets um, not, not not directly for farmers first of all the farmers they they should be supported from the uh, common agricultural policy budget this is also the the question of the rural uh, the, the future of the rural uh, development but now we finance from the from the cap budget uh, for example infrastructure investments in the rural areas it should be financed from other funds cohesion funds recovery funds uh, common agricultural policy funds should be spent for farmers mm. to support the farmers so you see the need for more um relation more of a relationship with the common agricultural policy to other policies like yes we need more synergy between between uh, uh, common agricultural policy and uh, cohesion policy and re- recovery policy yes the the, the more synergy com- uh, it should the, the, the policies should be complementary mm-hmm. and just one last question this we spoke a lot about the kind of strengthening the role of the parliament in future negotiations do you have any kind of comment on the role the I future have role? the very positive I have a very positive ex- experience about the role of the European Parliament in the two two reform 2013 and 2021 the first I was uh, I participated uh, as a member of the of Parliament uh, now as a, as a commissioner for agriculture but uh, uh, Parliament was uh, helpful very much to achieve the first uh, in my point of view the sustainable approach to the from one side productivity from other side uh, uh, environment uh, and and climate and animal welfare we achieved this 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 goals and sustainability of um, this this uh, uh, challenges and the second is uh, the question uh, the 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 parliament was uh, very helpful to um, protect the common character of the common agricultural policy because there was a risk that uh, the concept of the strategic uh, plans uh, could uh, cause that that uh, common agricultural policy uh, should be more national than 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 common mm. but we avoided uh, this we have avoided this 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 risk and uh, it was also the very important role of the parliament And there was another uh, event, apart from the interview between Natasha and uh, Janusz Wojciechowski. Uh, this week, <laughs> uh, there was the finally the much-awaited uh, presentation of the uh, fertilizer communication. Finally, finally. Which is not a strategy. It is not, as you established. <laughs> it is not a strategy. So what is it? What's involved it, in this? It was quite clear from uh, from the... 
from the reporting on this? No, apart from the <laughs> reporting, even when they unveiled it, it was quite clear it wasn't a strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who wrote the article. Me? Ah, we actually wrote an article before on the current situation. <laughs> He's written so many articles. Us, the three of us. I mean, uh, me, Julian, I was... Uh... Can you tell us that writing articles is our job, guys? <laughs> <laughs> He's lost track. He's written so many this No, week. no, but I think it's the, the, the first article that we wrote all together. Like we write all together. With the three of us? With yeah. the with the agri-food troika. <laughs> I think so. I, I wanted to say troika. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to say, oh, I, I wrote this tweet, uh, the agri-food troika. I want to say Trimurti, which is the Indian, uh, or Holy Trinity, but it was a bit, blaspheme so I, I i opted for the if you're listening let us know which one you prefer <laughs> you're gonna opt- I'll make any other t- suggestions for which uh, <laughs> tree or name we should adopt anyway it's is, true is there anyone who can talk about this fertilizer communication who wants to talk instead of um... yes i'm very happy to <laughs> very happy. If... that's the point of us being here actually um so yes there was this fertilizers communication um which the idea of it was Obviously, we've been having this fertilizer crisis, as Gerardo said. There's this article. Um, if you want to know more, all the background about everything you need to know on the fertilizer crisis, there is this article written by, co-written by the three of us on Euraxim. So I invite you to check that out. Um, but essentially, um, you know, the fertilizer sector has been having an extremely challenging year, and this communication was supposed to be an answer to this. Um, whether it was or not, we'll get into that later. Um, but basically, trying to mitigate the impacts um, of the fertilizers crisis on the agri-food sector. Um, and so it put forward various different um, kind of measures and recommendations for member states of how to cope with things. So um, I would say, you know, in terms of, I mean, as we said, it's a communication, not a strategy. So we're not, we weren't expecting any new legislative proposals. Um, I suppose the newest you know, the actual most concrete new thing in the communication um, was the launch of these two new initiatives. And that's this market observatory um, that's designed to improve market transparency and also this new European Innovation Council challenge on resilient agriculture, which sounds very jargony, um, but will offer 65 million euros to support um, tech innovations, um, both in 2023. you know, one of the Horizon Europe uh, staff, this European Innovation Council. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's not that much, uh, I'd say, but um, uh, even in terms of uh, budget allocation, we have, of course, a strong reference on um, agricultural policy, mm-hmm. uh, so national strategic plans and so on, uh, but also a reference to the state aid. A favor. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite interesting because... Um, uh, actually, the, the biggest uh, difference between, uh, you know, from the time when this communication was announced is uh, that the Commission also adopted the a new amendment, the second amendment to the crisis, the temporary framework uh, for uh, um, state aid. So mm-hmm. they basically relaxed uh, the, the rules uh, on state aid, you know, that in the EU state aids are actually prohibited or the Commission has to approve. Mm. Uh, this kind of uh, public um, public uh, support, um, and uh, and well, uh, to be fair, I we kind of missed the news. <laughs> I, you can't admit that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We missed. Uh, it's actually my fault because I'm I'm covering this day, <laughs> so I admit that I missed the news because it was on Friday, twenty eighth of uh, October. 
Just before holiday. Just before mean? holiday. And mm-hmm. they communicated, they adopted in, uh, on Friday afternoon and they um, communicated on the 31st of October when we were mm. basically out. Out. Out like a light. And, um, and actually, yeah, we, 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 I, I, we found it out uh, this week. So, uh, but apart from this, uh, what does it mean in practice? Um, they raised the ceiling for uh, uh, state aid for the agriculture sector up to 200,000. 250,000. 250,000, indeed, mm. uh, which is a lot. Like, I remember it's before, m- it was uh, 64. Yeah, it's a whopping amount of money. Uh, per undertaker, per, per farms, basically. Mm. Uh, and because they basically realized that it's not, like, for instance, the, re- the record uh, before this uh, amendment was uh, 100. Mm. Um, during COVID time, but it was a completely different, um, completely different um, situation. In this case, uh, um, the impact of the energy crisis is, is quite. Uh, like, I mean, there's a you know a multiplier because uh, the, the cost of uh, uh, energy is like five times uh, the one mm-hmm. that was uh, last year. Uh, so they actually needed more money, um, and uh, and it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, Speech. and of course, uh, we also asked Wojciechowski uh, during the press conference uh, if uh, uh, it's a good thing or not. Uh, it's actually a good thing because it's it's support, but uh, it could create an imbalance between um, between uh, countries that could actually afford to pay. Because of course, if you want to um, make public intervention, you actually need to have. Uh, uh, balance sheet that that allows this intervention. So, you, like, there are countries that are uh, a better fiscal, uh, mm. um, you know, performance rather than others with uh, with high debt. Um, but to be fair, an, another interesting point, which was included in the communication, uh, you remember that. The only announcement that Ursula von der Leyen, the Commission President, made during the State of the Union, uh, his uh, annual address, related to agri- the, the agriculture, related to agriculture, the only uh, announcement that she announced was on this solidarity um, contribution, which was basically taxing the extra profits of energy companies. Mm-hmm. in order to support fertilizer industry, basically. Yep. So high energy intensity. In the commission communication, the commission is, uh, it's it's a member state competence. So the, the member states, uh, the, 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 um, the regulation has been already approved in the package from September, um, that the commission presented in September, but the member states need to implement this, uh, this um, solidarity contribution um, norm, basically. And um, the commission is suggesting member states to um, devolve this money, not only to fertilizer industry, but also to farmers. This is uh, a tiny addition uh, that the uh, commission, again, it's not a legislative measure, not a policy action. It's a recommendation from the commission, but it's uh, it's an interesting aspect uh, mm. that includes also farmers and not only the fertilizer industry among the, uh, you know, most state um, sector. But there is also um, quite a lot of help um, that was announced for the fertilizers uh, industry as well. Um, so they will also benefit from higher 
aid amounts of up to 150 million euros, um, provided, of course, they meet the eligibility criteria. And there's also um, this idea that basically public authorities will be able to purchase fertilizers and offer them at lower prices to farmers. So that was also something that's been put forward. And of course, that will help ease the, the you know, obviously lift the burden of farmers, but also help uh, assure the fertilizers industry. Um, besides that, there's also um, a few different initiatives looking more internationally, looking more globally. Um, there was different commitments set out to cooperate with the different EU partner countries. Um, also commitments to initiate discussions on transparency, transparency improvements. Um, so that includes the avoidance of export uh, restrictions on fertilizer trade in the World Trade Organization. Um, so there's some things in here i mean from from how we described it uh, seems like a great stuff but uh, <laughs> to be fair no one liked it well well not not no one but there were some that the fertilizer industry there were some know, that I disliked know. it vastly more than others and i would say especially the farmers were not very happy with this communication they published this very kind of damning statement about this where they really they didn't hold back um they were slamming the plans they were saying it offered them absolutely well they said almost nothing is what they said ahead of the you know imminent spring season which is coming up which is around the corner um they really felt like it pushed far too much on medium and long-term strategies and nothing on the short term um they felt very much like farmers were forgotten somewhat in this uh, in this communication um and a large point of contention for them was also that the commission decide actively decided not to lift um, anti-dumping measures on fertilizers so these were levied against major exporters including the us and russia um and actually we asked um we asked the commissioner about this and the commissioner said that while the EU executive had considered the move. They decided against it to safeguard the EU's fertilizer industry. So the farmers were saying, well, you know, you've prioritized them over us, essentially, is, is kind of... Yeah, I mean, this was basically a win of the fertilizer industry over farmers pretty clearly, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, a, I mean, a prioritization of the industry interest, keeping, you know, ha having a strong EU uh, homegrown kind yeah, of fertilizer about, industry. Yeah, it's, it's a bit like uh, what exactly. you said, actually. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely was the feeling from from the farmers for sure. It's also it's also a very long, um, long standing issue definitely. between farmers and fertilizer. I mean, among all the stuff, uh, this is one of the oldest uh, bone of contention between. Uh, far I mean, this anti dumping measure um, is quite a lot. I mean, we, we discussed the first time two years ago, probably or one year ago. Mm. So it's uh, it's quite a long standing, uh, and again, it's. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's in the list of uh, the measures that are actually good for uh, the fertilizer industry. Mm. And green groups were also not very happy with the. Uh, to be fair, I don't remember um, one topic, one this year, one present, you know, one uh, communication of the commission, but even a legislative initiative that actually encountered. Uh, the, the full approval, support the full support of anyone like i mean it's always been uh, they always people been... don't like to say they're happy <laughs> they like to say they... commission is not the most popular uh, institution yeah it's true although i would say that this communication was supposedly for farmers and the industry the industry came out pretty broadly happy with it and the fertilizers were intensely unhappy i mean usually the, we the farmers 
the what sorry the farmers the farmers were intensely unhappy what did i say yeah, fertilizer ah sorry. like the fertilizer themselves like <laughs> we are the fertilizer and we are <laughs> <laughs> no sorry the fertilizer industry were broadly happy and the farmers were intensely unhappy and, and so in my mind there's, there's a, hi i'm ammonia hi i'm muria <laughs> we are the fertilizer oh my goodness <laughs> anyway so you know one half of the you know of the audience of this kind of communication is again normally people say things like well we welcome this but we're not super happy about this whereas they were just like this is this is unacceptable for what we need so yeah fairly strong but as we said the the fertilizers industry were broadly happy with the communication they said they thought that it would give them the kind of support that they needed um although they did reiterate they really push on the fact that they actually what they really need and what they really want to see is a long-term um is is a comprehensive strategy that will target more things on the long term. Um, and as we've mentioned, the communication is not a strategy. So. Yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's stress this out also because there's, <laughs> there's nothing else. Like, I mean, they, all, they even had the hearing at the parliament in the plenary and now basically it's over. Like, mm. we, we talk a lot about this. Uh, yeah, it's done. Mm. Like, But if you want to know more, you can, of course, check out our coverage on New Active. That's all from us this week. This week, the AgriFood podcast is produced by Euractis. AgriFood team, uh, Gerardo Fortuna, Natasha Food, and Julia Dam, with the technical support of Avi Chiori. This podcast is also available on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Stitcher, and Spotify. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss the latest news in the EU. I'm Natasha Foot. Thanks so much for listening and see you next week. Mm-hmm.